What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. Pretty much on anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. 100% honesty on that one. But anyways, guys, what's up? How's your day going? I know I'm posting at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It is a miracle that I'm even, like, recording at this point. That I'm awake, but I did sleep a little bit this morning. Night shift problems. But... How's everyone's fucking day going? I hope you're having a good day. I just got back from going on a ride. You know what? I I know I talked about the scooter like the last two episodes, but seriously, this thing is like a game changer. When I can ride to a store that normally takes me like 30 minutes to walk there, and I can get there in like 20 minutes, not, not even 20 minutes, what am I saying? Like 5, 10 minutes worth of riding? Like... the payoff is just absolutely awesome and anyways guys we're smoking on another house weed cart another one of their indicas and i can't remember what flavor it is i'll have to check the box and get back to you on that one but this shit tasty like it said on the box it's like fruity earthy herbal flavor and i'm like herb it's weed it tastes like weed just say it tastes like weed like I don't know what's so wrong with weed just tasting like weed. What's it smell like? Weed. What's it taste like? Weed. What does it do? It gets you high. What is it? Weed. So today's stories, well, probably one or two stories today. Another short episode, but, you know, I'm working on it. We're, I'm making a compilation of stories that I'm going to just do a big Halloween podcast session. Maybe live stream it. I'm not sure how to live stream a podcast or like a radio show but you know what we'll make it happen but anyways guys so let me take another hit off of this pen cut it in with some music and we'll get right into the stories So, today is going to be about the time that me and my buddies got hustled hard. <coughs> Pardon me, that, that last hit got me a little bit. The dryness in the back of the throat is what kills me. It's not the actual cotton mouth. It's like the after effect of cotton mouth. Drinking that Mountain Dew Major Melon. This shit is bomb. If you guys haven't tried it yet, it's Mountain Dew but with like watermelon in it. It is God's gift to soda. But anyways, me and my buddies back in the high school days, right? We're trying to score a bag for the weekend. We're trying to go big. We're looking for like a half ounce, a quarter ounce, a full ounce even because we had money at this point. I had gotten paid for my job at the auto shop. My homeboy that I had worked with that weekend, he was also working with me there at this point in time because I was trying to get friends to work with me because I didn't want to work by myself and be bored all fucking night. You know what I mean? But we both had money, so we're trying to pick up. And one of our dealers comes through and he goes, yo, I got a half ounce. It's this. He starts listing off like Afghan, Bubba Kush, Super Kush. Uh, he's like, I got White Widow. I got Cherry Bomb. He's the same guy that sold us that Cherry Bomb strain, which, by the way, guys, is not a strain. And like this whole time, we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, keep talking. Like, oh, God, like it sounded delicious over the phone when he was telling us about it. He's like, all right, I'll meet you guys at the spot in 20 come through so we go over there we show up at the spot 
you know, we had a car at this point, so meeting somebody in 20 minutes was like, oh, we got five minutes to get there? Let's jet. We'd haul ass over there. He was always late anyway, so we never really cared too much. But it got to the point that, like, we showed up, and we're waiting for him, and we're waiting for him, and we're waiting for him, and finally, finally, he decides to show up. And he shows up on some bullshit. Okay, guys, sorry, I had to, like, step away for a minute, because I had to go look at my notes, and right as I'm going to look at my notes for the podcast, my phone dies. But anyways, yeah, he shows up on some serious bullshit, like, he is... He is telling us, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, if you guys could throw an extra 20 bucks in there, that'd be great. Like, you know, it'd really help me out and all this. And, like, I tell him flat out, I'm like, bro, like, we gave you the money that you told us to bring. Like, my buddy had an extra five bucks in his pocket, so he just gives it to him. And we're like, all right, cool, whatever. Just, like, you need to go home, dude. He's like, yeah, 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 I'm not feeling too great. I'm not feeling too great. I'm like, yeah, goodbye. Like, whatever, go away. So then we leave and we go back to the friend's pad. And, like, the best part about this was, again, I can't remember if I mentioned this, but this was during Thanksgiving break. Back when Thanksgiving break was, like, almost two weeks. My sophomore year of high school. Like, it was awesome. And so we had two weeks to murder this entire fucking bag because... Again, it was already dried out. It was already nasty, crumbly. Like, we rehydrated it with orange peels. We did it with an apple slice the second time. But you can only rehydrate your shit so much before it's finally at that point where, like, you can't finish it. So we called him up and we're like, dude, you sold us some bunk. And he's like, nah, 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 that ain't bunk. That's dank. We're like, dude, this shit's dry. Like, it's it's already dead. He's like, oh, there must have been a hole in the bag or something. Like, oh, man, like... Oh, well, I don't know, guys. I'm sorry about that. And he just hangs up. Now, again, this is also one of the last times we ever bought from him. Because after this, dispensaries kind of became more of our thing and they became more common. So there was plenty of legal places to go to buy weed. So why buy weed from some sketchy dealer in a fucking back parking lot of some restaurant that's closed late as fuck at night? Where you're probably going to get arrested. Like, let's be fucking honest with ourselves here. So we smoked this weed. And I mean, we were smoking bowl after bowl. It was Thanksgiving break. My parents were cool with us hanging out at the homie's house for like three days straight, dude. Three days straight. And then that three days ended up turning into three days at the homie's house. Two days at my house. And then the rest of our break, basically like, what, that's three, four, five days. So pretty much like around like eight more days left of our break. We go to the friend's house that had all the video games because his mom was leaving on a vacation. She was going up to Canada to go visit, you know, family for Thanksgiving. Why should be celebrating American Thanksgiving in Canada? I don't know. They have their own Thanksgiving, I think. But she basically was using it as an excuse to leave my buddy home alone with his friends for the weekend. Because to her, we were basically free babysitters and uh, free labor and, you know, all that. And she goes, don't do anything bad while you while I'm gone, guys. Like, make sure you behave yourselves. We made sure we behaved ourselves, all right? We, were, we got his mom made the terrible decision to leave us alone with, like, roughly 850 bucks and she's like that's to go buy food that's to go pick up this that's to go do this like 
you know, this gas money for your friend's car because he's driving you around. And he's like, how much gas money do you think I need? She goes, I don't know. I just gave you like 120 bucks for gas. And we're like, no shit. My buddy had a full tank. So that 120 bucks went into our weed fund. And most of the money that she had left us for food did actually get spent on food because, God, dude, we had such bad munchies through this entire experience that we were constantly going up and down the hill, going to 7-Eleven, going to fucking, like, all the different convenience stores to get, like, sodas and drinks late at night because there's no actual restaurants open. The town that I grew up in, drive throughs are illegal. Yes, yes, I've said it, and every stoner that's in the chat who's from, like, you know, out of this place and away from here just went, wait, what? No drive throughs I have to actually go inside a McDonald's high as fuck and place my order? Yes, yes, you fucking did. Where I, in the town that I grew up in, Palm Desert, California, you literally have to go inside and place your orders. Now, as we got older, we really didn't care if we were high or sober and we were going into the restaurants out there because there was so many stoners out here, dude. And once dispensaries became like a big business out here, we just stopped giving a fuck. Like, we just, honest to God, 110%, we stopped caring. And we would show up at McDonald's or Del Taco, lit as fuck, in the middle of the fucking night. And we just didn't care. We'd just be like, yeah, let me get, like... Uh, or what we would do is we would write down our orders before we went there. And hope to God that the cashier didn't, like, throw a curveball at us. Because, like, one time I remember we went to McDonald's and I placed my usual order. You know, the, the number four was the number four. The, the quarter pounder with cheese, right? Just your basic quarter pounder with cheese combo. Large. What do you want to drink? D talking Dr. Pepper. You know, that's my drive through order. But when you had to actually go inside, I would be like, yeah, number four combo, large, large drink, you know, large fries. And he hands me the cup, but then he looks at me and he goes... Hey man, do you want to add an ice cream cone to your order for an extra dollar fifteen? I'm like, uh, um, uh, like literally, exactly like that, dude. I was like, I, uh, you know what? Yeah, I'll get that ice cream cone. And so he grabs me the ice cream cone and hands it over the counter. And I'm like, but now I have ice cream before I have my meal. So I'm filling up on this ice cream cone, and my buddies are looking at me like, cause dude. I didn't know how badly I needed this ice cream cone, alright, until it became a thing in my life. I sat there, and I went to town on that fucking ice cream cone. But we're straying too far away from the story now, alright. So long story short, we literally have almost a thousand dollars to our name at this point. Which we split three ways. We each got like 300 bucks and change. Like, little over 300 for each of us. And so what ends up happening is... We all suddenly have extra money. And again, me and my homeboy worked at the auto shop together, so we had just gotten paid. So we took all of our money, because between the two of us, we had nearly like, literally like almost 1300 bucks. And at the age of 15, 16, 1300 bucks was nothing to shy at. Especially when our friend's mom would literally throw money at us and we would just keep the cash in our pockets. Like, I, I, I remember there was many a time when we'd be, like, out in public and out and about. We'd be getting snacks and munchies and somebody would be like, oh, I'm short. Can you get me? And they, we'd always be like, 
I got you, man. I got that extra 20 in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? And so that became a thing. That's what we did. And another thing that was cool about my group of friends in particular, I don't know. I know everybody doesn't get this lucky. But we had that, if I've got money, we all got money policy. And we still have that. And the cool part about it was, like, if we were broke and we needed weed, the friend that had the money would be like, hey, I'll get the weed this week. You guys get it when you get paid next week. It's, it's all good. And so we would literally go and get weed whenever we got paid. And it became amazing. It became this, like, really good circle of, like, the stoner economy. And I've talked about it in several other episodes. But I'll go over it for you one more time. You get the quick and, quick and dirty version this time. So, the stoner economy. You got the guy at the top that's the guy with the money and the weed. And then you got the guy below him who's got, like, the cool place to chill, the video games. You got the guy below that who's got, like, snacks and, like, the mama that knows how to cook. That was me. But I also normally had weed. You can, you can be in multiple components of the stoner theory. Or the stoner uh, economy, that's what I said it was. You can be in multiple layers of it, right? It's like a big triangle, but it's also a circle at the same time with crisscrossing lines. Just picture the fucking insignia from Full Metal Alchemist, how crazy that shit looks. And that's your that's your connections to everything. Because you can be any one of these things at any given time, depending on the month. But what ends what it ended up becoming was Oh shit, I just dropped my pen. What it ended up becoming was our friend that always had the weed and video games and money. Like if, if you're ever the friend that has all three, you're what we call the golden boy. But we'd be like, oh, look at you. You're, you're doing pretty good this week, Goldie. Not really. It wasn't like that. But like, it was kind of like that. So this weekend, he had bought the weed. He had the munchies, and he had the place to chill, because, again, winter break, we're at his house for a solid, like, five or six days. No adult supervision, shitload of money. That's what I'm trying to get at, and I'm, I'm beating around the bush with the story. So, what, what do you guys think happens when you leave a bunch of stoners alone with a shitload of cash and no adult supervision? We got in the truck, we went down that night, and we bought more weed. Because this half ounce that we had picked up from the sketchy dealer earlier was looking kind of nasty. So, you know, we said fuck it. We kept smoking it, but we also went and got some fresh just to kind of mix with it in the bowls and stuff. So it wasn't entirely, like, ashing out real quick and burning up hella fast and all that shit. So that's what we did. The rest of that Thanksgiving break, no harm, no foul. Like, my mom came up to check on us a couple times. But we were always chilling or sleeping or just hanging out playing video games. Because we had this, like, idea where if we didn't smoke until, like, 7 o'clock in the evening, nobody was coming up to check on us. Well, one night, we're hanging out outside, right? We pulled out that old TV that I mentioned from one of my high school stories where we had, like, the vintage movies on it, the Star Wars movies, a couple Godzilla movies and shit. Well, as we're sitting outside smoking a fucking doobie... At like 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. Because there's nobody there. My mom pulls up with food for us. And we're, she's like, I brought you boys food. Oh, thanks, mom. You know, of course, the minute we realized it was my mom's car. A clunky V8 pulling up the drive. We were like, put it up, put it up, put it up, put it up, put it up. Put out the fucking weeds. Sprayed like some fucking Febreze outside. Like, 
And my mom was like, why does it smell like Febreze? And we're like, oh, the couch smelled like cat piss. So uh, we just sprayed it and threw like a blanket over it. It worked. It didn't work. There's no fucking way. My mom absolutely knew that we were high. She knew that we were smoking weed. And she, I just think she didn't care enough to say anything about it back then. But my mom smokes now. I mean, hey, it's totally chill. So she shows up with food for us. And we're all freaking out because we're high as fuck. But then we start eating. Everything's fine. My mom leaves. Like, everything is good. And then the rest of this break just went by. Like, it was, it was like a blur, man. It was like a blur because we were high the entire fucking time. Basic, essentially, from like morning to night, we would be stoned. And, like, there were those brief moments that I had to interact with adults, like, my mom or my stepdad and my mom would show up and, like, you know, I'd kind of freak out a little bit, be like, oh, man, like, they're here, I'm high, like, it was whatever after a while, but, like, in the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, fuck, this is sketch. But it ended up being a really, really awesome fucking weekend. By the way, I remember what strain I'm smoking. It's banana pudding. And... It ended up being a really, really awesome break. We had a lot of fun, smoked a lot of weed, and spent, like, a lot of cash. Because, dude, we were literally leaving late as fuck at night to go to convenience stores to get, like, monsters and snacks and energy drinks and sodas. And, I mean, monsters are energy drinks, but that's not the point. Like, it was fucking awesome. And now, I will take a couple of hits and get into the next story for you guys. So, this next story that I have for you guys is, um, it's gonna be a shorter one because I literally just took a bong rip between the sessions right there where I clipped the audio, and, uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty toasty, but I'm ready to go eat and take a fucking nap. But anyways, this next story happens in December of the same year that we had had the money in the weed store that I just told you. So this is winter break. It's a little bit chilly out here in the desert. Not super cold, but it was hella cold to me. Like, I was, like, shivering in my boots. Now, what ends up happening is... We go out to one of my buddy's houses, alright? This is the ranch house that my other friend had. We're out there, and his mom is, like, out shopping for the weekend with, like, her boyfriend. And they're out doing their thing, you know, going around, flying planes and shit. Literally, her boyfriend was a pilot. And it gets to the point that, like, we're at the house by ourselves one night. She tells us she's not coming home because they both drank. They're not going to drive. And we had a jar full of nugs. And I don't mean nugs like those little tiny nugs that people think there's, like, some benefit to them being small nowadays. I mean, like, the tree nugs, man. The ones that you could stick onto a little diorama and they would literally look like tiny, like, oak trees and shit. Maybe not oak trees, but, like, little pine trees. You know what I mean. Trees, man. But we ended up getting so fucking lit while his mom was gone that we sat there watching scary movies. And I remember my friend, like, violently throwing his pillow across the room at one point. Now, this house, the reason I'm going to tell you that this is a bit scary of a story is because, well, it was terrifying to me. I have arachnophobia. Alright, I am deathly afraid of spooters. And spooters do not do very well for me. I will go find someone else and make them come kill a spider if I find it before I'll go within 10 fucking feet of it. 
Now, out on his property, it's literally desert, and we get these spiders out here called sun spiders, aka camel spiders, when they get like really big. Now, what ends up happening is, my buddy goes to go take a shower, right? And he takes a shower just fine, everything's good. I go to go take a shower, and there's no water coming out of his fucking, uh, what do you call it, shower head, duh. And he has one of those, well, it's an old house, but so he has one of these like old 19, like 40s, like cone, cone shower heads that has like the recess sprayers. I look at it and it looks like there's a big clump of hair stuck inside of it, right? So I fucking take my finger and I poke it and I shit you not, a fucking sun spider comes flying out of it towards me. I ran out of that bathroom bare ass naked outside into the dark just I, all I did was throw my flip-flops on grab a towel and stand there and I'm outside smoking a cigarette and he's like dude come back inside like I killed it I killed it and I'm like no 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 fuck that I'm not taking a shower tonight like nope 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 and I was like how did it get in here and he goes oh it might have crawled up through the pipes I closed the bathroom fucking door dude I was like not going in there unless absolutely necessary I would go piss outside after this happened or in the ow mochi or in the other bathroom across this across the way before I would let like myself go into that bathroom again that shit traumatized me and how did he kill it might you ask well he threw a knife at it at first like a fucking little like folding desk knife he throws a knife at it and hits it and it got pissed off and started trying to jump out of the tub so what does my buddy do? He turns off the water and he takes a pressurized air can canister that was for his keyboard, flips it upside down and unleashes ice onto this spider. And then he picked it up and I guess like, like flushed it down the toilet or some shit just to make sure it was gone, gone. But hear me out. This thing was literally about like six inches across when it came flying out of there. I was baked as fuck and i'm terrified of spiders these were the ingredients for a fucking disaster if i ever heard it but man like i i literally couldn't go into that bathroom for almost like two or three weeks and then finally one night we're hanging out i'm high as fuck and i really gotta pee but the whole time i was looking at the shower like making sure nothing was crawling out of there because i would have been gone i would have gone home at that point now, what happens later on this night to make this night even creepier? And I don't think I've told this story on the podcast yet. I might have told it with some scary stories. So a couple of our buddies come out, and they wanted to chill at the house with us. We're like, all right, cool. We can hang out for a few hours. And we're all like, what are we going to do? And they're like, let's play airsoft. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to shoot each other with airsoft guns. So we go out on the ranch. It's like 6 o'clock. It's not quite dark yet, but it's dusk. Now, when it gets dusk out there... In the open desert, creepy crawlies start coming out. I'm talking scorpions, spiders would be running around just out in the open. And we got to the point that we would put UV flashlights on the front of our guns because, well, scorpions glow under UV light. So we knew if we saw something like laying on the ground glowing, it was a scorpion. And we would promptly unleash hell on it. 
The only rule was when we were shooting a scorpion, we had to yell scorpion because otherwise everybody would think we were shooting and people would start spraying bullets and BBs weren't cheap back then. But we're stoned as fuck. We're chilling. We're out there. We're shooting like tin cans off my buddy's wall with a pellet gun. You know, we're, we're just having the time of our fucking lives. And what decides to wander across the wall? But a fucking scorpion. All right. Now, mind you, we all had airsoft guns at that point in our hands. And all three of us looked at each other. We were like, single shot. Whoever hits it wins. And so my buddy's like, all right, bet, all right, bet, cool, cool, cool. I go to take a shot, and the scorpion, like, shakes and, like, doesn't fall off the wall. Pretty sure I hit it, and I should have won first shot. But still, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not going to argue it now. It's been years. My buddy comes up with his gun, pops two shots at it, hits it, but it doesn't fall off the wall. And we're like, all right, cool, you hit it. Like, we'll count that. My other friend goes inside, grabs another airsoft gun that looked like a little minigun, now this is where stoners get dangerous is when you hand us things like this cranks it into full auto mode and just unleashes hell on this fucking scorpion like starts spraying at it knocks it off the wall like there's bb's bouncing off the wall and back towards us like we're like oh fuck stop dude what the fuck fucking dumbass like he's like oh i'm sorry guys i got carried away we're like yeah no shit and then we sat down, we smoked some more, and you know what? The one thing that happened this night that I remember that made me really, really sad, aside from being stoned and having guns in our hands, has got to be, this is the first time that I broke one of my own pipes. And I had just got this pipe, I was 16 and a half, 17 at this point, and like we had literally smoked like three or four bowls out of it this night, and that night, my buddy goes to set it down on like his lap to pack another bowl, and the bowl just skydives off of his fucking lap into the concrete, shatters into a million pieces. You know, we swept it off into the sand and kind of like buried it a little bit. You know, my buddy's like, oh, don't worry. Like, oh, no one's going to find it there or whatever. No one's going to step on it. We're like, all right, cool, whatever. But that was the first time that I actually broke a piece. Like an actual piece that was my piece. And I was pretty upset about it. But then I got a new pipe like a few weeks later and like we used to just keep all our glass at my buddy's house because he could literally pull like a piece off of the wall, hide shit behind it and then like make it, put it back. It was like a seamed piece of the wall in this old ass house. And you could not tell. Once the seam was pulled tight shut, you could not fucking tell. So it was pretty fucking legit. But anyways, guys, I'm about to go crash out. You guys have a good day. Take it easy. Stay high. Stay awesome. And I will talk to everybody on the next episode of the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. Good night.